following episode was recorded in front of a live streaming audience on Friday, July 28, 2023. You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode 64, The Carnival Crooks. What's up, all? Welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed, and a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hello. 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 Ed, um, Hello. can I tell you my tale of woe? Woe away. So, it sound uh, like I have a lisp or something. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have, like most folks, two vehicles. We have a, a Kia Sedona minivan and a Honda Pilot. Both of them are over 15 years old. And both of them are either right near, or the, or the Honda may be already at 200,000 miles. The Honda is the one that I drive, and I love it. I love driving it. I love the way it drives. And then the Kia Sedona would basically Karen's. But we've been having some problems with the Kia, and so we haven't been driving it. Which yeah. is not a big deal because I work from home. My right. Karen doesn't work. Uh, but I do have to run my kids all over the place. They both have jobs. One goes to school. And so we've just been doing that in the Honda. However, the Honda has no air conditioning. Oh. And it's not wow. as simple as just taking it in for a recharge. The comp- it needs a new compressor. Right. And the, the mechanic quoted me like $1,800 or something like that. And I was like, if I'm going to spend that much money. I might as well use it as a down payment and exactly. buy a better I'm car. Get a new car. Yeah. But we're not making car payments right now. So we're kind of trying to enjoy that. Right? right. Why are you watching me that? <laughs> my wife is, my wife is Karen. She's right there and it's freaking me out. <laughs> All this stuff. Is like <laughs> but uh, yeah. So for example, today uh, the temperature got up to 105. And when you're in a car, even with the windows down, when you're when you're on the move, it's 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 almost okay, almost. Uh, Yeah. But the moment you stop for any reason, the heat (laughs) comes in off that engine. The sun comes in those windows and it's windows. (laughs) Yeah. So when I uh, went and got my daughter from school, went and got her and then we had run over to, to to the grocery store where I had an order waiting picked up dinner, came home. And then I was just like, I have to lay down for a little while. That, that's, that took a lot out of me. So no doubt that heat. That's, that's my tale of woe. We just need to, we just need to have it. We just need to find the time to get that, that Kia into the mechanic. Cause I'm sure it's, we, cause we rarely drive it anyway. And it's been a while since it's had a oil change. So I'm sure that's uh, part of it. You I, know? It could, it could help. It's, yeah. It could it's help. just been acting really funny to, to the, you know, where it's like, you don't even want to drive it because you don't want to be 30 miles away in the middle of nowhere and have it break down because the route that we take my daughter to school goes basically through bunfucked Egypt, as they would say. Ah, uh, yes. So. And while I do worry about that with the Honda, I do, because it's old and it's got a lot of miles. Doug says the heat has been oppressive for sure. For sure. I second that um, (sighs) statement. Ed seconds that emotion. That emotion. All right. That's my tale of woe. Um, 
I don't have any tales of woe, really. It's been hot here, too. I'm in southern yeah. West Virginia. Um, yeah. Today, it hit the mid-90s. Yeah. So that that is like uh, late August kind of temperatures for us here. I mean, that's yeah. like, you know, the dog days is when it gets that hot. So here, we're, yeah. we're able to play with that a month early <laughs> around here. Yeah. That's definitely what we're rolling into right now because it wasn't this hot last week. And uh, what's what was what's kind of interesting is the other day because I have a I have a temperature reading in 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 the car as part of the dash, and I I went out to to go pick up my daughter from school, and it said it was ninety two degrees. Drove into Topeka, which is a half an hour away, okay. and as I'm getting into Topeka, I look down and it says one hundred and eight. And then when I go uh, another few miles to reach her school, it goes down to 105. Okay. So then we head back. And as soon as we get into our town, I look down and it's back down to 92. And I could, I could feel, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, it's like a, it's like a cool midnight breeze. You know, it it felt so good. It felt like somebody had poured a bucket of ice on me and it was still pretty freaking hot. Yeah, that's uh, for for those of us that don't live in it, you know, all the time. When it gets triple digits, yeah. we can tell that something is wrong. It's just I yeah. don't know the temperature, but I do know it's too damn hot. That's that's yep. what I know. It gets it gets to that point where it really doesn't matter what the thermometer says. It's just, it's hot. Yeah, I don't, it's hundred a hundred hundred and eight doesn't matter. It's freaking hot. Yep. It's it's the I don't want to do anything. Let me go back inside. Temperature. That's exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Alrighty, guys. Uh, let's see here. As I said, the story is entitled "Carnival Crooks," and it is the third story in Superman issue number eight, brought to us by Jerry Siegel and Paul Cassidy. Uh, Superman number eight is cover dated January February, much cooler, uh, nineteen forty one with an on-sale date of November 10th, uh, much cooler as well, 1940. Those dates come to us by uh, from Mike's Amazing World of Comics. So here is what was going on. In the story, Clark and Lois attended a carnival and are cheated by the employees there. Lois decides to write a story about it, so she returns to get pictures. The crooks smash her camera, but she visits Jackal, spelled like the animal, the carnival owner. Jackal pretends to fire the men to get rid of Lois, but Superman is nearby and sees the whole thing. When another patron is assaulted by the crooks, Superman steps in and smashes up the carnival, giving the money back to the rightful owners. The cooks, cooks? No, no. The crooks try to gang tackle Superman, but he is too powerful. They're arrested, but Jackal flees. Superman chases him down and turns him over to the police with his ill-gotten gains recovered as evidence. So, Stephen, what were your initial thoughts about this one? My initial thoughts were, are you kidding me? We're going up against gangsters at a carnival. Superman is going, and it's not like they're in some kind of really crazy scheme. They're just ripping people off, you know, at the at the yeah. ring toss or the the, the the ball toss into the holes. Right. Yep. It's it's the you know the the 
whatever the ring has to fit over is too big or the hoop that yeah. the ball has to go through is too small or the, yeah. you know, what, yeah, just your, your standard, uh, uh, take, take money from people stuff. There were some very, very funny moments in this story, but I kept waiting for something to happen because I, I just, this can't be all that it is. It, it can't. And granted it did escalate to, I guess you find out that there's a, everybody at the carnival. They had like a pickpocket that was going around stealing and right. and stuff like that. But still, it's maybe they just weren't used to uh, carnies who rip you off when you <laughs> you play the games back in 1941. Uh, I but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I almost wonder, and I'm I'm just flipping through to see, and I I still. Was Superman even really necessary? I don't think so, no. I, I don't think it was necessary for him to do any super feats. So, you know, um, I mean, he did. You know, he ripped the top off the dude's car there at the end and did some some uh, spinning, drilling into the ground, tunneling. And, but <laughs> He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to rip the the roof off the guy's car. I mean, you know, it, with with some well placed help, Clark Kent could have done pretty yeah. much everything that Superman did. I mean, it's literally nothing the police couldn't have done themselves. This hmm. was not an occasion where that that called for Superman. No, and that may be the first time that that has happened too. I mean, typically, you know, in order to warrant. It being a Superman story, he gets himself in some kind of position where if he yeah. wasn't super, things would be pretty bad. But in this story, I just I don't think that happened. No, not at all. Uh, but it does reach a point where Superman just there's a series of events that begin when the two carnival guys, Chick, Chick and Al, I think was the other guy's name. Uh, right. They're playing another sucker, taking his money. And tell me if this is how you understood how their scheme goes, because they don't quite explain it. But it almost sounds like what happened here is that somebody comes up to play the game and they don't take any money from them. They just start throwing balls. And then eventually after four or five balls, the guy's like, all right, you owe me 10 bucks. And they're like, what? I only threw like four balls and that's too bad. You give me 10 bucks. I think that's it. Yeah. You don't know what the price is per. They're just like, here, throw these. Then, then I think you deserve to be cheated at that point. If you're, well, if you know, I, I don't know, but they, they're, they're doing this to a, to another fella after Clark has been ripped off and Superman's watching them. And the guy li literally doesn't have any money. And so it's not like he refuses to pay. He can't. So right, what yeah. do they do? They start beating them up because that always gets money out of people when they don't have it. Um, and at that point, Superman just go just starts doing crazier and crazier things. He goes behind their little booth, punches through the wall, grabs both of the crooks and pulls them through the wall. Yep. Um, one of them tries to stab him with a knife. He takes the knife, <laughs> eats it. Eats literally it. chews it up and swallows it <sighs> and says, mm-hmm, delicious. Uh, let's see. Uh, he <laughs> he takes both of them, 
underneath the 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 flat board that has all the holes in it and pushes their heads up through the holes and then invites all the 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 carnival goers to throw the balls at at the guys. Yeah, to throw baseballs at their heads stuck up through yeah. the wood. Yeah. <laughs> and while that's happening, he's going through their money and he takes out the amount that that he as Clark had to pay them. So mm-hmm. he's like, "All right, I got my money back." And then he just tosses them off into the distance. Um, let's see. Well, <laughs> he tosses them off into the distance, smashes up their booth, and then and then runs over to catch them before they fall. Right. Uh, that's when more carnival folk ascend on him to let's get him. And so, as they're running at him, he dives into the ground, tunnels under the earth, pops up behind him, and he's like, "Ha ha! Here I am." Uh, and then he just lets them have at him. He just yeah, stands there, just- and they're all pounding on him. They one guy is on his back, just beating on him, and he just. He's he's having a ball. Superman's having all kinds of fun until what happens? What's the one thing that pushes Superman over the line? Somebody touches Lois, who got interested. She saw what was going on and she went over to help Superman. And one of the thugs quit messing with Superman and started messing with Lois. Yep. That's all it takes, man. And he literally just pow. (laughs) The guy goes flying. Yep. And then, yeah, he uh, takes all the thugs out. Cops show up. Uh, the jackal takes off in his car. Superman chases him down, rips the top of his car, grabs jackal, takes him to the cops. Cops said, well, we can't hold him. You don't have any proof that he did anything. It's like, well, here's a big bag full of all the stuff he's stolen from people. Okay, he's arrested. Over. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um. There is a a concept in here that I first learned about reading uh, the first, I don't know, probably eight or ten issues of the X-Men book. And that is the rallying cry in a carnival for when a carny needs help being the phrase, hey, Rube. Okay, yeah. They did say that here, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, And and I, I... I don't know how long ago it was I was first exposed to those books, but that was the first time I had ever seen that, and it's been used since then. That would, I mean, those books would have come out in the uh, what mid mid sixties, like sixty five, sixty six, I think, is when X Men started, something like that. So uh, I always wondered, uh, you know, well, they must have just done that for the comic. I, I never did any yeah. research, but. This makes me believe that it may well have been an actual thing because, yeah. you know, this is used completely different set of creators, completely different circumstance, um, 20 plus years beforehand. So it, 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 I doubt it's just a convention that has been passed on. So there, there must actually be some kind of truth to, uh, in these situations. I could see where they would need, to be able to yell something and the understanding be when you hear somebody yell this, they need help. Yeah. Um, and so I guess, hey, Rube is is the rallying cry for carnies and, and circus folk and, and everything like that. Yeah. And I had wondered about that in that panel because the guy yells out, hey, Rube. And I'm like, is he is he calling Superman a Rube? But then that very next panel, it does say in response to Chick's cry for help. 
yep. Carnival Tufts converge on Superman. I was like, oh, well. And I, I wondered if that was an actual, if that was something they invented for this book or must not. I don't, I don't think so. Um, although I will say, I, I did watch a show that was on HBO about Carnival. And unfortunately, they never used it if it, if it was yeah. something. Um, do you, do you know of or remember the TV show, uh, Carnival on HBO? I remember, I, yeah, I never watched it, but okay. I know of it. Two seasons and the, the, was it the, the Wachowskis? Now, it wasn't the Wachowskis that wrote that. Who wrote that? The Knopf brothers, I think, maybe something like that. Mm. But yeah. Uh, good, good stuff. And it was said about the same time that this Superman is occurring. It was the yeah. late Dust Bowl era. So that's like the late 30s, uh, time of the Depression, right before World War II. It was in middle America with a touring carnival and all that. So uh, that th- this particular story put me in mind of that show because I've always, always been a fan of that show. I, I wish they had continued it. It, it had two seasons. They had written it for three two-season chapters. Okay, but I, I, uh, huh. which is funny to think, but HBO canceled it. I guess it really didn't get anybody to watch it. Really, I feel like it was popular, but but I didn't watch it, so <laughs> no. But it's, of course, I didn't have H- I didn't have HBO. So yeah, if uh, if you ever get the chance, though, check check it out. I, I think you would like it. All right. So, with all of the various things that Superman does in this story, which one is your favorite? Um, probably the the swimming, diving, whatever through the ground, whatever you want to say. Does, does it say he burrows? Is what it says he did. So, okay, yeah, Look, it's drawn kind of like he dives into and swims through the through yeah. the dirt. Yep. Yep. That, you, you know, I, I was telling myself, uh, if, if Ed chooses the moment where he eats the knife, then I will choose the moment that he tunnels through the ground. And if Ed chooses the tunneling, I'll choose the, the moment where he eats the knife. So those were my two favorite moments. Um, but yeah, he yeah. actually pops up behind him. you right yeah. behind you. And with that knife, you really have to be paying attention, I think, to kind of get what happened. Because you don't, yeah, you don't see it. You see him grab the dude's hand as he's trying to stab him, and then this next panel. If you don't uh, pay close attention to what you're reading there, uh, you just look at the picture. It's like, well, what happened? I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's, one of those moments that you're not. If it wasn't for the text, you're not going to know. There's, uh, yeah, no. There's so many moments in comic book history where they explain to you in the text what's going on when you obviously can see what's going on. You don't need that, but you need it here because, yeah, yep. it, it's literally the, 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 the guy is stabbing at, at Superman and he's holding his hand back. And then the very next panel, he might have something in his mouth, you Maybe, know, or you, you it could be know. just a smirk yeah. or, you yeah. know, you know, and then without the text, you look at the, at the, the bad guy and it's like, so he's upset that Superman yeah. beat him and Superman yeah. smiling about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you really needed the text there. Definitely. Now for me though, a close second, even funnier than the knife was the, Jamming the guy's heads up through the 
uh, board and letting people throw balls. I, I picture baseballs. Um, uh, oh, yeah. People throw balls just at their heads. It's not he, – he just forced the head up through the – because it's a, it's a board, and I guess the game is you're supposed to get the balls to go into holes in the board. Well, he jammed the two dudes' heads up through a couple of the holes, and they're just sitting there on this board, just awesome targets for people just to whale balls at. uh, Superman's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll go over here and get my money, and you go ahead and ring him up over there. It's like, some damage. Eyeballs, broken noses. I mean, that that, that could have turned out very badly. Yeah, it's got to be baseballs uh, because what else did they have back then other than beanbags? And they're too spherical. They're they're too perfectly round to be beanbags. Yeah. But if you if for for anybody listening at home who doesn't have the issue in front of you, if you've ever played the game where you throw the beanbag, they call it cornholing cornhole mm-hmm. in, into the into the board with the, it's like that except for it's a much bigger board and they're like. Two dozen holes. Right. Right. And balls. Yeah. Yeah. And balls instead of beanbags. <laughs> so, so actually, mm-hmm. it's nothing like cornhole. It's, uh, no, it's the, the, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's the same is the, the angle of the board. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and you're throwing something that uh, yeah. otherwise yeah. it's it's nothing like that. But if you picture that, <laughs> you're close. That's exactly. The, yeah. <laughs> so. So imagine you're imagine you're cornholing, you're playing cornhole, and somebody comes along and shoves somebody's head up through that hole from behind. That's what's happening here, man. Brutal I mean, stuff. The, the 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 panel where he pushes this guy's head through that hole. There's chunks of wood flying away. Smoke, I guess, is to make it look more dramatic. But yeah. His head definitely does not fit through that hole. No. One of them says, as he's being hit by balls, it ain't human. It's ouch. He's right, man. That's that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. And then there's Superman just leaning back against the post, I going through their money, licking his thumb. Nah, let's see here. He looks like he looks like a gangster almost uh-huh. at that point. He's yep. just like, ah, it'd be a shame if something happened to this booth. You know, give me some protection money. Yeah, this one, it feels like we've been saying almost the same thing for the last three to four stories. It's a very simple, boring kind of concept at this point. Right. But they managed to put little moments in there that are so over the top funny that aren't supposed to be. Right. That helps helps you ingest the story without just going okay this was freaking thugs at a carnival big deal you know so i still had fun with it yeah it does become entertaining now just the premise uh superman goes after some bad carnies it's like what superman who come on no no read it it you know it's that's yeah that's the elevator pitch but there's there's moments and scenes, and um, I kind of like the drawing, the art, for where he's ripping the fender off dude's car. Because he's standing on the sideboard, and he's ripping the fender in such a way that, that if you take a minute and look, 
it looks really cool because the fender has been ripped off and is covering part of Superman because he's pulling yeah. it towards him. Uh, the wheel is exposed, like uh, some sort of open wheel race car or something, and it's just it looks really cool there for the moment. But then the dude uh, jags the car a little bit and throws Superman off in in a, in a swerve. But and then it looks like he lands in your basic Marvel Cinematic Universe hero landing pose. Yes, you can almost see the fist <laughs> down. And, yeah. Uh, speaking um, of which, we did finish uh, Secret Invasion last night. Yeah, yeah. Which have you thing? have you finished? Yeah, it? I finished it. Yep. Um, let's let's save that, and we'll use that as banter next episode. We'll right talk on about that. This uh, this story has what many of them recently have have had, which is a an opening text box that kind of gives you a, a a tease on what you're going to get. It says Carnival Crooks. Scenting an easy victim in Clark Kent, take the meek reporter's pocketbook for a ride. But in but in so but in so doing, they chart their own doom. For the timid Daily Planet scribe is in reality none other than Superman, the courageous crusading Man of Steel. Uh, I wonder who they're the who they're writing that for the especially the part where they're letting us know that Clark Kent is Superman, because if this was the first story in, in, in the issue, I could understand because this could be somebody's first mm -hmm. Superman comic, but this is the third story. I think if by now somebody doesn't know that Clark Kent is Superman, even oh, yeah. if this is their first issue, but still I, I love, uh, but in doing so they chart their own doom. This is, he's, he, he's got some good writing every once in a while. He's, Writing is one thing, but I hear that somebody standing in front of a microphone saying that for a radio show. That, exactly. That is yeah. What yeah. that sounds like. Yeah. He's, I think, I find that when he writes stuff like that, I think he's, he's got a talent for, for that kind of, I mean, I think, I think he's a good writer, obviously, because we're, we, despite the fact that this was a boring concept, it was still an right. entertaining story. But, as far as the way he he writes bits like that, like like what could be a script for right. part of a yeah. script for a yeah. radio drama, I think he, I think he's I think he's really good at that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think you know overall it it is yet another gangster story, but it it will go down for you know the fact that it's at a carnival and and some of the other things that happen as making it unique compared to the other 50 or 60 stories we've we've read through. So not that it will necessarily be, you know, my favorite top 10, but it will be something memorable. They oh yeah, you remember yeah. the one where he was at the carnival there with the dudes and the the cornhole board and yeah. <laughs> now this is actually the third Superman story to take place in a carnival. Right? Or is it even the fourth? Yeah. I know there was the one early on where he he goes to work for that carnival because remember he he destroys the the guy's wagon to yes. show him how to show that you know he's he's strong right um, so there's th that one and I think that was because the guy who owned the carnival owed money to a gangster who took the carnival over and was going to use it for nefarious purposes right yeah. There was the one with the strong, well, who we thought the strong man was 
out robbing people, but it was actually the clown. Right, right. Um, then I think the one where they were building buildings with shoddy material. It wasn't entirely set in a carnival, but I feel like there was a scene where they go to a carnival and maybe like the 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 stands fall down or something. The maybe maybe are, that's wrong. Or was it the was it the big the big top, the central support of the big top? Something like that. I just Bro, remember there was something. a bunch of kids and Superman had to choose between saving them or saving Lois, I think. Right. But I yeah. think I think this might be the fourth carnival story that Superman's been involved in, which is kind of weird. It makes me wonder if, you know, we often toy around with the idea whenever Superman goes on some kind of crusade, like the one against the reckless drivers, you mm -hmm. know, where we wonder if something happened to Jerry Siegel that week, you know, or that month. And, but, and he took his anger out using right. the story. And I wonder if recently he went to a carnival and got ripped off at one of the games and then I'll uh, teach them i'll write what, a story about it about it you what, know what is it on uh uh the heath ledger uh knight movie um where he's a a, a knight's tale yeah knight's where, tale, yes where dude says he will eviscerate them in fiction yes <laughs> i the will guy that eviscerate up, you yeah, uh, the guy that Chaucer. ends up playing the vision uh, yeah, yep. Chaucer. He was in in the Knight's uh, Knight's Tale. Yeah, yep. I don't have anything else to say about this one. Nope. I I think we've covered it pretty well. All right. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I'm Ed. That's Stephen, and this was the Superman Super Show. Bye. Ciao. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Supes Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. It's amazing how well this noise reduction on mm -hmm. Audacity gets rid of this air conditioner, which is literally, I mean, I can't quite touch it. But I'm pretty freaking close to it. It's, I, uh, they, I feel like that's all I can hear. But I, I can hear something kind of like in the background, but it's not anything that's like enough that I'm like, you know, oh damn, man, what what's going yeah. on? Or you know, so I used to last summer I would turn it off whenever I would record anything, and then of course by the time I was done with whatever episode I was working oh. on, sweat would just be pouring down my face. No doubt, yeah. And this year, I just thought, let me just let me just try. Let me record a little something and see how that noise reduction, it just wipes it completely out. As long as you get that 10 to 15 seconds there right. at the beginning. As long as it can grab what you want to get rid of, it gets rid yeah. of it pretty well. Pretty good. Let me uh, check, check. Check. Oh, baby. All right. I hope Doug's ready because I'm ready. I'm ready. And I know you're ready because you were born ready. Well, no, but you're like not, we're, a day or two later.
No. Where's, your, going, where's your Superman hat tonight? I'm, I'm going crownless tonight, man. All natural. See, if I do that, then I got this going on. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's like, well, look like a Muppet. Kind of like the, the, I think it's the newer little shrimpy guy that has a tuft on top of his head that waves when he waves in the Muppets. Is it the little shrimp dude that does it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his name? He's a, he's a king prawn. Yeah. He's, and he's like <laughs> Spanish or, or Mexican yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Hey, Noodle. Noodle. Nah, she's not in the other room. She'd know what his name is. He, 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 like, uh, for a while there, you know, the rat Rizzo, he and Gonzo were kind of mm-hmm. buddies, but now it's, it's what's his name that, that the king prawn people, you know, cause people will call him a shrimp and he gets all, it's a because king prawn. He's, okay. He's not a shrimp. Okay. I got That's you. right. That's right. I can't think of that guy's name. Doug, if you know his name, put it in the, put it in the text. Okay. Fire away. Oh, wait. Dang it. And get the story. Let me get the comic. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Might help you there a little bit. Actually, Blue I didn't have mine open either. So, for anybody such as Doug who are watching live, we are. Uh, Doug says he's just, really ready. Uh, just so you know. He's, he's not just ready, he's really ready. He's really ready. We're just going to do two episodes tonight. But then maybe we can get together again next week. I'd like to, while, I'm, while I've got the time and I'm feeling the energy, just freaking stack up those episodes, right? That's fine. That, that way your uh, dating uh, of them becomes more important. <laughs> yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When I'm putting an episode out in freaking March that we yeah. recorded in <laughs> December. A year later. September, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll be talking about something that, wasn't that crazy what happened? And people would be like, yeah, that happened last year. Yeah, I don't understand like what's going on. Three series and a movie ago. What, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, now, now I'm really ready. I'm, in, I'm, I'm with Doug right now. Superman's bad. I mean, he was bad. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 